It sounds great. And we're ready to go. Go! Yo! You're listening to Two Not-So-Rad Dads, a podcast about two dads who live on the same block and all the shit they deal with on a daily basis. We're going to talk about our kids and how they do a lot of stuff, and then we talk about it on a podcast. And then we forget to talk for weeks, but then we come back, and then we talk for a little bit, but then we leave because we got to go ride bikes. Yeah, and that's why we're going to say we love you all for downloading the show, and we're back, baby. We're back. We do this and a whole lot more while smoking weed together in a garage. Yep. I'm your co-host, JD. And my name is Billy Foley. And this is episode 15. 15. Yeah. yeah. Two not-so-rad so dads. dads. This is an impromptu. We had yes. planned. I want to get our, our good friend Ando, Andy, from the DVR Podcasting Network, our pal as well as bracket guru to come on and talk about raising his son on a farm and also about fertility and fertility issues because that's something I struggled with Perry Mm. struggled with and he and his wife and I thought it would be nice to talk about that kind of stuff but this is impromptu and JD said let's do a pod and I said okay let's just Jump on a pod right now and talk about whatever comes to our minds, and we'll schedule Andy at a time when we're doing scheduling. Yeah, we literally ripped the headphones off of our children's heads. We did. And kicked them out of their rooms for where they were doing school so that we could talk and you could listen. Yeah. And this is pretty rad. So, what's been going on, man? I'm going to adjust your, you're a little low. Oh. Now you now we sound a little bit. Oh, oh, there we go. Now I'm high. There we go. We were a little low, but oh, that'll man. get fixed and level later. But in post. But um okay. yeah, man, it's been a while. COVID is receding. The summer is here. I'm standing up. Dude, we both got pools. Look, yeah, we got pools. I could do this podcast on the exercise bike. You could. I wonder how many miles you would get in in the time that we're going to talk. Your cord is going to get wrapped all around the pedals. It's going to get up yeah. really quick. Oh, I got excited. All right. Yeah. So what's up, buddy? What's, what's happening? You know, dude, I, I'm so stoked for summer. Oh. Summer is feels like it's here, although it is going to get colder in the next couple of days. Yeah. It is feeling good. We both got pools. I'm going to tell you what. Take yours back. It is so much work. Oh, my God. Really? Oh, my God. Oh my God. Well... Maybe maybe your dog's not going to be like my dog. Chusey jumped in the pool today, then ran into the dirt of the pump track, rolled all around, got went from a white dog to a dark brown dog, and then jumped back into the pool. That pool water, that pool water is so bad. Aww. And now I'm like, shit, what do I do? Do I drain this thousand gallons of water into my yard and flood everything, or do I try to kill it with chemicals oh. but then is that any better yeah so i went to the pool supply store today and he gave me some stuff he told me he's like dude your your pool is going to be cloudy no matter oh, what yeah, i know you got it's going to be cloudy yeah. so um yeah so but i got some chlorine to, and That's some shock good. for it so we can share that and just try to monitor it but man you've you, you just got to like keep the kids from getting their dirty feet into it and that's impossible and the little pump that comes with it it doesn't well it doesn't clean it you know what j to the d um i'm gonna make another audio adjustment and i'm gonna slide you the wind because you're oh, popping yeah, a little dude. bit I'm, I'm like you tend to more. pop when you talk I, i'm not as much of a my lips are very gentle can you, can you hear me putting it on yes very gentle um well the issue, the difference is my backyard is all grass. Your backyard is dominated by a huge dirt bike track. And if you notice, the first word in dirt bike is dirt. Well, it's not a dirt bike track. It's a pump track. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So the first word is pump. It's a pump track. Aerosmith presented by Aerosmith's well, pump. I <laughs> I got to tell you, I was trying to get a shitload of grass out of it before yeah. Chusey jumped in and got all the dirt from the last couple days that the boys have been in it. So grass is going to be just as much of an issue as dirt. But it's going to be fun because man, those th- those kids. That's all they've done for the last three days. I know they they're love like it. little fish, yeah. and I feel bad because you got the pool. Then I called up, well, Perry was going to Fred Meyer or something. And I said, Hey, get, I called up Fred Meyer and the guy grabbed one for me and was, and left it in reserve. 
and um but we didn't pump up we didn't pump up we didn't put our pool together because it was going to get cool so they had to all go to your so you became the pool house right but we're gonna we'll we'll get ours together here and i think we have a little section over there on the right side of the left side of the house i Mm -hmm. should say where there's some nice big trees and it or i guess they're what are those things called? Those big bushes out there? Yeah, I, I forget, but it's like, they're the, like ferns, the, like hedges. That yeah, everyone they, uses to kind of divide their yard. Yeah, they just sprout. They grow so quick. Yeah, and um, if you're there in the morning, the sun is shining bright, 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 and then because of the position, we get some shade there too. So, well, I'm sure they'll be over here a lot too. And on the hotter days, they can come over here because our pool will be almost all in the shade yeah well so it'll be like they have a selection of pools to choose from this, maybe we should you know? go back and forth like and give us time to clean our pools in between uses yes. you know like oh, to decontaminate swimming in this one for five days <laughs> let's clean this one up you go down to billy's we'll just uh just leave the kids in the pool they can become like that monster in weird science when he turns his brother chad into that thing remember that no. You don't remember Weird Science? I remember Weird... I mean, I know Weird Science, but I do not remember Weird Science. Oh, man. It's... Uh, what's his name? Um, the, f- the, the, uh, the, the famous actor who just... It's, it's one of those movies that I'll... That I watch and I, oh, like, I remember everything as it's happening. It's over there on the table. Uh, but, oh. But if it's... But I can't, like, recite to you, like, what happens in that movie. I just remember that they make, like, their some teenage girl robot and oh no it's a it's not a teenage it's kelly lebrock she's a or she's a woman i guess huh she that's a woman baby (laughs) she even has an accent that's Um, right she does what what i can't i can't believe i'm blanking because young teenagers don't have accents they form <laughs> their accent once they become an adult. There he so is, is right the there. How am I forgetting the name of one of the my favorite? I love the dude, Bill Paxton, of course. Yes, Why did Bill, I forget his last name? Bill old. Paxton. But yeah, he turns him into like this big kind of mush monster. Right. And oh, look, there's Kelly LeBrock. Yeah. Oh, that was a that when I was a kid. I think about that. Movies. I used to have a list of movies to show Lachlan. This was actually one topic that I wanted to bring up. My list was when I when he was younger. Of course, is a list of movies to watch while he's a kid. Great movie like Goonies mm-hmm. and The Sandlot, mm-hmm. and you know, League of Their Own. <laughs> Very which i've never seen by the way really never Man, saw i saw it. that in the movie theater yeah, with i never my mom. saw it i'm not i don't like baseball like i know a lot of people the only baseball movie i like is the natural i haven't seen the bull durham movie i haven't i'm just not I just have a thing. You I, haven't seen Major baseball. League or Major League I, Of course I saw Major League, man. But that's not really even a... I guess that's a baseball That's movie. exactly how League of Their Own is. It's just with women. Really? Yeah. Pitcher Who? comes out with crossbone glasses on and everything. <laughs> that's Madonna? Shining. That's yeah, Madonna's Madonna. role? Yeah. There, there's no crying in baseball. That's all I know. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I wanted to come up with the kind of teen, preteen list of movies to show Lachlan. And of course you have to include all the John Hughes movies right off the bat. But I actually, I love weird science for me. That was just a really important teenage movie because it gave so much power to the teenagers and they had fun you know, it was just like a fun movie. I don't know. It was just really, it seemed to me like an adult movie with teenagers in it. Instead of a teenage movie that they tried to make adult. Right. I think when that movie was out, I was too young to appreciate it. So when I was in the age to appreciate it, it was too old for me. Does that make sense? Like it wasn't as current. So I wasn't like as into it. Yeah. Man. Same with like the Goonies. Like I, I'm just like a couple years too late for the Goonies to be like 
Yeah, Goonies. I mean, a lot of people, I guess, my age might like the Goonies, but I, I just, I, it wasn't a movie that I was drawn to. Now, Willow, I've seen Willow 422 times. Oh, Willow is just great. because of that scene at the end when he's riding down the snow, it's pretty much just on his belly. Isn't that doesn't that happen? Does he just fly <laughs> yeah. down the hill? Do you, were you joking? Willow. You don't really love Willow? No, dude, I love Willow. Oh, okay. It scared the hell out of me as a kid. But <laughs> that scene, <laughs> for some reason, I remember. Anytime you say Willow, I just remember Willow sliding down in the snow on his. They're boat. making a TV show for Willow. Oh, really? Yep, they sure are on Disney Plus, and um, oh. uh, I think most of the people are coming back. I know Willow himself. I can't now. I can't remember his name either. Which, by the way, I just took. A, we didn't talk about what we're smoking. Oh man! And that we are smoking again. I know. Finally, finally smoking weed again. It doesn't taste smoking like. It doesn't weed. taste weird anymore. It's oh yeah, nice. that's good. You're fully recovered from the old uh, COVID, though. Yes, I am. I'm actually riding my bike again. I'm feeling good. That's until awesome. I crashed on my bike, and then I was feeling bad. Yeah. But Nobody likes that. Nobody likes crashing on their bike. I, you know what? That's not true. I like crashing. I knew I you were going to say that. I love that risk of crashing. And I so knew it. That's what really makes it fun. I'm actually going to go ride bikes tonight with my boy Adam and my boy Ricky and then my two kids. I am super excited for that. Adam's coming out from Idaho. And we're going to go nice. ride this crazy trail called Thrillium and Cold Creek tomorrow. It's really like really hey. rocky and fast out in um, – battleground washington hey wasn't adam coming out when we did our first episode i think we did like our very first episode and your friend from idaho was no, out here adam came out just a couple weeks ago when we were doing an ep- when we when we came back after i got covid we did an episode oh, oh, okay. and he came out then, okay so that's why oh. it's fresh oh okay but yeah we were um we were all supposed to race this weekend in the northwest cup at ski bowl here on hood but for some reason they changed the race to port angeles washington and so we decided not to do it it was going to be the first time xander was racing and i kind of wanted to do something that was close to home just in case it was crazy like i don't know how he would do like he's i've never taken him somewhere to compete and not that like he was going to go into that race like i'm gonna beat somebody today but just like that kind of energy and atmosphere like there's a ton of people that are there to do that you know yeah yeah so um so i was like oh adam you should still come out and we'll do a pump pump track race and so then that was kind of being talked about and then i just never got all my ducks in a row to put the the race on so we decided to go and spend a day riding mountain bikes together. It's also my anniversary. Me and Erica will be married for six years tomorrow. Wow, congratulations. So I've got to take her out to dinner. You know, we're going to go out to, uh, I think, this uh, Thai restaurant called Padi, but that might change. One of our favorite restaurants. Wow, you guys have only been married for six years. How long have you been together? Uh, we got together summer of 2012. Wow, really? Yeah. Wow. That seems like just yesterday. Yeah. I know. I'm trying to think. 2012, Perry and I were living in Durham. And I guess, when did we get together? 2006 or? Yeah, we've been together 15 years. Wild. That's awesome. And as a special surprise and a special present to you and Erica, because that's totally how it happened. It wasn't that the kids wanted to do it. It just so happened (laughs) to be that day. Your kids are coming over for a sleepover on the same day that you have your anniversary and you get to go out and we get to take care of your awesome kids. Yes. Sleepover number two. And let me tell you something so funny, which is... um, was kind of the thing I had. I know this is impromptu, so we were kind of thinking of like what we could talk about today. Yeah. And what I was thinking about was how my wife is funny and hilarious and how there are certain things that totally obsess and worry and bother me that she just doesn't even give a shit about, like going to the doctor. Mm-hmm. Like if the doctor were to call Perry and say, come in right now, we need to talk to you. She'd be like, oh, the doctor called, I need to go talk to him. 
I would have a panic attack. I would need to be like carried into the doctor's office while someone is rubbing my back and whispering sweet nothings into my ear, probably after taking three Xanax. Wow. Is that because you know something's wrong with you and they're going to tell you what's wrong with you? No, I just have a fear of doctors stemming from having spent so much time in the hospital when I was a little kid. What is the, what are you afraid of? Like, what are you afraid is going to happen to you? Nothing. I just don't, it's just uncomfortable. Like you just don't want to go. I just don't want to be there. Yeah. That's what it is. It's just, it's generalized anxiety in relationship to the doctor. I'm not afraid I'm going to die. I don't think I'm sick. I just don't like them. Like, you know what I mean? I don't know how to describe it. Yeah, but there's got to be something a little bit deeper than that, right? Like, like what what is stirring that? Like, what is fueling that uncomfortableness? Is that like... Well, it's like I said. I spent almost a year in the hospital when I was a little kid. So I just generally mm. don't like doctors, whereas Perry's experience with doctors is very positive and she wants to be around doctors. Yeah, because that time was probably extremely scary for you to be. Yeah, man, I was six. Yeah. Uh, so on the other hand... <laughs> on the, I love that transition. <laughs> on the other hand, speaking of something that I uh, want, wanted to say about Perry, she feels the same way about your kids coming over for a sleepover. Oh, she's nervous. She is not nervous. She has told me like eight times, we need to go shopping. We need to plan. We need to. And I keep on saying to her, I was like, honey, they were just over the house for five hours today. Did you notice? Right. No, I was working. I said, well, it'll be the same way on Saturday. You will hang out when they need something. I'll go take care of them. I'll say, what's up, dudes? They've been here a million times. They'll hang out in the garage. You won't even know they're here. Not even know. I've been, you know, I've been talking to them about it and making sure that they're going to be on their best behavior. Yeah. And we haven't been feeding them so that way they come over there nice and hungry. <laughs> and we've been telling them how you promised that there's going to be cake and ice cream, pie and candy. So they are ripped I, ready to go. I'm going to give them all that and more, but there's one other thing. Right at 10 a.m. when you're sending them back home? Exactly. <laughs> uh, no, I'll do it at like 6 a.m., uh, get them real riled up. So then they won't be energetic when they hit you. They'll be crashing. Um, but, I know you're not doing nothing at 6 a.m. No, oh, I know. I'll be asleep. <laughs> I'll be asleep or, or falling asleep. Right. No, but they'll have fun. We're going to do a – dude, we'll – bring do you guys have some sleeping bags and stuff I, yeah like we that? Can, they can bring sleeping okay bags. yeah because then we can lay them all down in here mm, okay. and then at night when it's dark and they're all like I'll, I'll i'll sneak my hand in the door and just open up the door and then mm. they'll be all like be like outside you know we could tell some scary stories and stuff like that yeah so you're definitely gonna have my kids back at my house yeah. <laughs> that's the plan yeah <laughs> um <laughs> We're going to have a fun time, dude. I'm looking. But I want to ask you. Yeah. Perry doesn't think that it will work out with our little doggy, but I wanted to see if little Ray Ray might come over. What do you think? You think little Ray Ray can come over? And spend the night? Yeah. Dude, every night Ray Ray spends the night with Xander. Sleeps with Xander every night. That's what I. And I don't get to sleep with Ray Ray. Oh, so you want little Ray Ray, right? Okay. So if I can finally get a night to sleep with Ray Ray. Okay. And honestly, you do not want Ray Ray with all these rugs. Oh, why? Is he going to pee in a new house? Yeah, he'd probably pee all over these things. Okay, that's too bad. I don't know. I don't, you know, he's not, every now and then we still find a turd in a closet or something like that. He's not, he's, sometimes those little dogs are just hard to potty train for some reason. You know what, though? A closet turd can sometimes be a a, a welcome surprise. Well, sometimes it's hard to tell whose turd it is. (laughs) You got to think back. Now this turd is kind of hard. Is this? This is obviously a couple days old. Little Ray Ray. Xander, turds. what were you doing Tuesday? I think that would be fun to have the dog here just to run around. But really, I'm trying very hard to convince Perry to let us get a little doggo for Lachlan's birthday in September. Dude, you should do it because I just heard that. Um, 
the shelters have had a 100% increase in dog returns. I from know. People that are it's getting sad. Dogs. I heard the same thing. And so thing. I, th- I think there's going to be a lot of opportunity for yeah. dogs. Yep. And so, to help um, them. Yeah. yeah so hope, or, you know, there's going to be a lot of options out there for you to find a dog. So I think you should do that. Yeah, I really want to. You know, I, if if you could get Lachlan on a dog and our boys on our dogs and get them to like take the dogs out to the field and take them for a walk and like take care of them, I think it would yeah. be so good for the boys. We've you know we've got them now like feeding the dogs in the morning and yep. the night. Our dogs are both so hungry because the boys never feed them. <laughs> but you know, it's like trying to get them there. And trying to teach him those manners. And I think if like Lachlan was doing it too, and like all three of them were doing that, I think that they'd probably all be be a little bit more willing to step up and be like, oh yeah, this is our, this is like what we do. Yes. We ride bikes, we play video games and we take care of our dogs. Yep. That, I like that. I think that'd be, that's what I, that's a big reason is because I think it will teach him responsibility. Yeah. And also I think. When I was younger, we didn't have a dog, but I did have a cat. And I kind of, now that I have a dog, I realized that I really treated the dog more like, um, the cat more like a dog. I didn't, it wasn't until I was older that I kind of fully understood how cats literally do not care at all about their owners right. and would eat them. And have yeah. when they when they die in their house, cats are solitary things. And when I see people who have a lot of cats in their house, I feel like that cat is trapped. Like, mm-hmm. I I think pretty much the only way to have a cat is to allow it to be not declaw it, allow it to be an outdoor indoor cat. And kind of live in the neighborhood. You're going to take the chance that it could get hurt or killed or whatever, you know. But I just feel like that's how cats really live. That's how my cat Max ended up living. He tried to escape so many times. My mom just eventually just we started just letting him out. And he always came back. Yeah, I'm I'm all for that until someone told me the stat about how dangerous cats are to like bird populations. Really? Yes. They like they are they destroy bird populations. Holy shit, I did not know this. Yeah, cuz there's so many domesticated cats. And so if they were all out and about, they would just be like fucking shit up. We should look into it. Wow. Well, guess what, JD? But you woke me about cats. Dude, now I'm well, cat woke. Well, here's the thing. It's like no matter what you do with anything, there's going to be <laughs> it's going to fuck something like, up. <laughs> oh, you know, dog turds ruin 45% you know, of snail population. You know, loving people really hurts them in the end. Yes. Because <laughs> it's hard <laughs> to say goodbye. Um, I, uh, well, that's kind of my cat thing. I guess, well, I guess the long story short is... I became I would do things with my cat that I think were really for me not the cat. You know what I'm saying I like don't routines like where this is going. <laughs> nothing. That came later. <laughs> we'll have that conversation about 5 years on the podcast, pal. Um but I I guess the responsibility thing is a big deal. Like the cat I made sure I woke up in the morning and made sure he came in. You know what I mean? Like yeah. at night I let him out or then I always stayed up late at night. And then the routine got to be when I went to bed, which was like one or two in the morning is when Max would come back in the house. Yeah. And then my mom would always, or, and even my family would be like, Oh, the cat came back in. It's the cat comes back in every night, you know, that kind of thing. Like I let him in and then he sleeps with me. He's such a good cat. Would you sing the cat came back the very next day? Oh, so many times. I love that. Yep. That song is so weird for it being I a love kid it. song. I thought he was a goner, but the cat came back. Yeah, but then the, like talk about the cat being blown up with I know, dynamite. I'm I like, know. the first time I heard it, I was like, whoa. But that's the grand tradition of the fairy tale. That's like in Hansel and Gretel. That's like whenever you yeah. read the actual Grimm's oh, fairy tale. Yeah, they're, the actual Grimm's are fucking dark yeah. as shit. Yep, yep. Yeah. That's, yep. That's like, oh, whoa, whoa, I hope the podcast haunted. caught that, man. I hope so, too. This house is haunted. Oh, the door creeped. The wind pushed the door, and it made a creaky. Oh, 
a creaky sound. I like sound. that you have an exit sign for the back door in your garage. It was just there. In case. It was there when we just moved in. in. I think that this garage was a speakeasy. Was you well? If you look around and you see where there's some nails and stuff was hanging, I've noticed. I think that this garage was a chill out space previously too. Yeah. I think we are not the first people to use this garage as a chill spot. No. It just works really well like that. It has that vibe. Yeah, I mean, there's the guy sitting up in the rafters with a beer in his hand just staring down at us right What's now. What's up, dude? <laughs> What's his name? I don't know. I haven't even talked to him. I was going to say Bruce. Bruce. I've been listening to the Bruce's uh, autobiography, The Boss the himself. Boss? Mr. Yep. Springsteen? Yeah. It was am- What a great... I listened, I've been listening to it for months, just a little bit every night before I go to sleep. Mm. It talks like he... I learned a lot that day. Well, I'm Bruce Springsteen. Man, I'd be falling asleep so fast. Oh, he has such a great voice, and he's from New Jersey, man. Yeah. I'm so proud of New Jersey. Are yeah. you proud of where you're from, J.D.? No. I am very proud of New Jersey. I really am. I mean, I I'm guess, I'm a proud like, New Jerseyan. I, I... No, I mean, I don't, I don't think it's pride. I know I'm like, I, I'm a SoCal kid. I know I'm a SoCal kid. I'm not like stoked I'm a SoCal kid because that's got all of its connotations, you know? But like, I still think that I carry a little SoCal swagger you, to oh, me. Oh, you totally do. Man. I so, knew immediately when I met you that that's where you were from. It's funny, you know, sometimes Erica, like, I'll put on my hat backwards or something like that, or I'll be walking around in like swim trunks with no shirt on and a hat, and she's like, oh my God, you look so bro y. And I'm like, oh man, gross. And she's like, no. Not gross. Oh, like, oh, oh yeah, yeah, bro. Yeah. Hey, bro. So I've been I've been wearing my hat backwards. Nice. I got my truck with your, lifted. With no pants, of course. With no pants. Got my truck lifted. Nice. And I've been drinking nothing but Mountain Dew. I like it. It is, it is not quite the lifestyle I signed up oh for. My but God. hey, if my wife looks at me a little bit different, then I'm going to go for it. Wait, it's like Mountain Dew with like, what's that? What's that like energy drink? Monster. monster it's like yeah. monster Incredible. mountain dew or yeah. something oh god yeah well i see i am proud i'm from new jersey i've been thinking about that lately because i have wanted to take lachlan to new jersey mm-hmm. i think that he has a little he has gained some insight from me and my attitude on things about where i'm from but I worry a little bit this and I'm and, you know, not to make fun of you are a SoCal kid, but, you know, I mean, you know, it's out here in the West. It's not the same as in the East, you no. know, or, you're afraid Lachlan's going to get beat up, not not beat up because there's there are tough people out here. I mean, come on. Some dude in New Jersey can't survive in the wilderness of Oregon. You know what I'm saying? No, you'd probably not go out into the wilderness. <laughs> no way, except for me. You'd be like, nah. I'll go. Um, but it's, so it's not about toughness. I mean, I don't actually think that people in New York are tougher or New Jersey are tougher than out here. Um, I think more so it's kind of attitude and personality. That's what I think it is. It's it, it comes maybe really what it comes is like personality. It's thicker skin. It's not being so sensitive, right? And not so concerned with other people's points of views. I don't know. I mean, I think that people from I mean, I met a lot of cool people from Cali who are like, whatever, dude. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, but no, but like New York and East Coast, I feel like you have to like kind of carry that look on your face. Like, don't fuck with me. <laughs> you know, like everyone's just kind of walking around like, don't fuck with me. No one's like, like, you know, you come to Oregon and, and people like wave at you and you're like, what the fuck is this? But they don't talk to you. See, this is no, that's for me. Passive. Aggressive. Yes, that is that's the ticket for me. The reason why I'm feeling as he gets older, I'm noticing that when he's at home with me, he's doing more Jersey style East Coast. You just say shit, you talk about shit, you see a person, you talk to them. Mm-hmm. But at, when we're venturing out of the house, I see him more adopting the local flavor which is mayonnaise like 
not fucking talk to anybody. Like when you walk into a store, I walk in, I go, hey, how you doing? Right. You know, I like somebody to say to me, hey, how are you? Well, you like you know people what I to mean? play, right? You like yeah, to have that, that but back so and do forth. you, dude. Oh, you, totally, 100%. You, you, I love you a, little, have that. a little banter. And that's why I even think like when you were talking about, I don't know, I think that where you're from, there's other parts where people, I think it is a person. I think people do have personality. Maybe it's not so West Coast. Maybe it's just Oregon. Like Oregon is very bland. People, totally. people here are very chill. And they might say, hey, how you doing? Oh, good. You know, rained a bit or something. But it's not that same kind of flavor where I feel like any store I walk into, I could get engaged in like a 20-minute conversation. And Lachlan's so talkative. Yeah. You know what I mean? I want to encourage that. Well, we're on old clan land, and we know one thing about the clan. They got no fucking style at all. <laughs> Boring-ass fucking people. That's true. No culture. That's so, true. of course... None of that shit's going to be passed yeah, down around here. And only the only cool parts of Org or of Portland have like been brought in from the outside. Yeah, this is a strange city, man. It is. This is have. a really strange city because it's changing now where I noticed, I think we were talking about this, where the past four years of the, I guess some people would call it uprising, other people protest, other people riots, whatever you want to call it. Um, has changed the image of Portland. Some people say, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I would ask, like, if we were, you know, we could have instant reaction. I'd ask listeners, like, what do people think when they think of Portland now? Right. Do you think of Portlandia? Yeah, send us an email. Or, what do you think yeah, of Portland? Yeah, what is Reach Portland out. now? Like, I wonder, because even I've noticed on the local TV stations, I mean, of course, it's the freaking Sinclair owned one. They're like, is Portland over? Yeah, you know, well, like, I think we, I think half of Portland was saying that long before this shit started. Right. Well, what it, the for, housing market? Yes. You know, okay. like 2009, yeah. 2010. I think half of us were like, oh, man, this city's fucking done. Because back then you could like live as a barista, a bartender, a barber. You could like have that job where today you would struggle but back then you could have that job and you could succeed and mm. you could thrive in this town you could own a home you could like almost ball out and now you have to have a six-figure job to even I own know. a home in town and everything's so fucking expensive as it is and then you get into town and it is so dirty now it's like I don't know what's going on in town if like the mayor's just giving up. You mean up. in the city? Or part? like in the city? Yeah. yeah. It's just like it's and I mean I know why the homeless are here, right? I know that there's not enough opportunity for them and that there isn't and any mental health issues. Yeah, there's yeah. no there's no system yep. put into place. I'm sure legalizing or decriminalizing the drugs uh has brought more people in, but I'm not blaming any of that for the reason the people on the streets, I think that if you're having that problem, then your city officials need to step up and do something about it. Like take, take If you got to take some money from the cops so that we can have homeless people not living up and down all the streets and we can get them facilities, then that's what we need to do. Right? Like I feel like all the attention is just on the like cop battle that's happening in town right now, and it's really sad to see that's just what to I watch mean. the town just fall apart. Yeah, you're so you're, you're saying it. it's not just protests; it's it's problems with homeless. Yeah, no no affordable housing. There ha- there was always when I was growing up, there was of course a great issue of homeless people in New York City. Mm-hmm. Now it's different because in New York for four or five months of the year, it's wicked cold. You know, right. we don't say wicked out there, but I just was thinking like a Boston person for a second there. I mixed my East Coast <laughs> metaphors. See what's happening to me now that from. I live in the fucking West Coast? Yeah. I said it's wicked cold in New York. <laughs> I should be beat over the head. Okay? It's fucking cold. Send all your um, hate mail to <laughs> hey at not so red Uh Anyway, long story short, it just ended up that motherfuckers like Giuliani just ended up arresting and hurting and like basically right, just tormenting. Yeah. People. And they basically sent because there are I uh, one of my ex-girlfriends. She still works. She works at a food pantry, but she um, 
worked with homeless people while we were dating for many years at shelters. Mm -hmm. And one of the things she told me and I learned later too is many homeless people are homeless by choice. It is not that they don't, that they want to, they have been given opportunities and they refuse them. Hmm. Mo actually, she said most, I don't know if that's true now, you know, as time goes on, new studies are done and such, you know, and this is a group of people who are obviously very hard to get real answers out of, or who trust people who do surveys, but homeless by choice is a huge thing. I, when I worked at the people's channel in Durham, one of my buddies there was a guy named Ken Moshesh. Ken Moshesh was actually a, a percussionist with Sun Ra. No joke. Look it up. You know, you know who Sun Ra is. Mm -mm. I was expecting this huge look on your face of like recognition. No, I, <laughs> but you're I, like, I who I the yawned. fuck is Sun Ra? <laughs> I, I Sun Ra and the jazz orchestra. Sun Ra is like one of the most avant-garde genius jazz musicians who was at the forefront of uh free form expressionistic multinational hmm. cosmic jazz and it would just be like like just off beats and just all of a sudden go into some shit that blows your mind but then also maybe do 20 minutes you're like what the fuck is this you know what i'm saying <laughs> okay. but amazing up. stuff okay sun ra but he actually was a percussionist he was like i was a percussionist with sun ra and i went holy shit and everybody looked at me and like they were like what are you so excited about right. and i told everybody who worked at the people's channel i was like fucking ken played with sun ra and they're like who's sun ra <laughs> so same my boss chad was like did uh, who who did he love who is his favorite band oh who's thurston moore oh yeah who, what band is that isn't, isn't that their, the name of their band <laughs> or is that the name of the song they're like a punk band i yeah. never really got into them yeah, no. yeah no no he and his wife had a band together for they're from New York. <laughs> i don't know like i said i'm back to smoking <laughs> Anyway, all I'm saying is he was not at the Sun Ra. But anyway, Ken was a big homeless advocate. So many people are homeless by choice. Right. And this is a, a thing. So what they would do, what they did in New York is not only just make it hard for them, but there's a network like there's a homeless network. People travel throughout the country, you know, like it's like, I mean, back in the day, you'd say like hobos or whatever, but this really exists. And they would basically say, do not come to New York. You're going to get the shit kicked out of you by cops or you're going to get thrown. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and also don't put it past the cops to work with local either gangs or people on organized crime who then also make it hard for these people because why they're have they're very closely connected to areas where there are dumps and garbage and who does all that in the Northeast and New York. Yeah, but don't also New Yorkers My friends have like this a, thing of ours. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Don't New Yorkers have like this attitude of like, don't fucking talk to me. No. Like on the subway or no. like. I thought that that was like Help why people. you didn't see. You make more, you, people in New York, it's the op. That is like the biggest miss. No, it's the exact opposite. Okay. Everybody talks to each other. Yes, there's many people be like, don't fucking talk to me. But then they'll end up talking to you for 20 minutes. Don't fucking right. talk to me. Hey, I'm sorry. You see the Yankees game last <laughs> night? <laughs> I thought you fucking said not to talk to me. Oh, uh, well, come on. I mean, we're here. We might as well make conversation. No, I kind of had a similar conversation like this with my mom because she's talking about her and my sister were talking about the problem in L.A. and like Skid Row and how bad that is. And my sister right. kind of said the same thing. Like a lot of these people don't want help. They don't want to come off the street. And it got me thinking. And it's like. But what if we gave them help in the early 2000s? But what oh, if those people right. got yes. help, not yes. in the early 2000s, but, but got help in the 90s? Mm -hmm. But wait a minute. What if it, the help didn't come in the 90s? It came in the 70s. Yeah. Wait, no. What if we had help for mental illness issues back in the 50s? 
Yeah. Wait, what if it was at the 20? You know, and just like going back and like, what if we actually took care of this back in the day? Would we be in the same boat where we are now where we're flooded with mental health issues and we're just now talking about it? Or would well, it be such not. a natural thing that people might be homeless, but we wouldn't make them sleep in rickety tents and eat out of trash cans and we would have systems in place that would help these people. Of course. Help with addictions, yeah. help with, you know, sur- just survivaling. That's when growing up, I always thought it was so fucked up that staying alive costs so much money. Yeah. Well, like, I mean, that's only you know, in this like, country. You no know? one, no one asks to be born. Right. And yet, as soon as you're born and as soon as you come to an age where you can understand like what's going on, you, you have to fucking pay for shit. Yeah. And if you don't, then you're just like this outcast of society. It's like if you don't, if if you do not get in line and feed the machine, we're gonna make life real well, fucking see, hard for you're, you. You you are hitting upon Kent. What Ken told me, and he would say, uh, you know, he lived he lived homeless by choice for a long time, or he would live sometimes with his with his daughter. Then he'd move somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Then he'd move somewhere else. And the last thing that you were talking about, which is an under, there's two problems, right? I mean, a lot of these people are also vets, like totally. veterans of the army and ar- the armed forces, which by the way, treats all these people. You, you, the, the rates of suicide, the number of ex military that kill themselves every day is so astonishingly high. Yeah. And the issues that come from being and these are not just active duty like people who are having like you know gunshot at them they could have just been at at a base or something but here the bombardment or just, yeah, just in the, the stre- high st- exactly being, just I mean, stress situations women that you know? are sexually molested yes on assaulted ships, yeah you know, it's really like, terrible yeah, man. like that whole system is fucked but at it, the same time terrible. that whole system is creating people to kill and to be able to kill repeatedly without any regret whatsoever at that moment in time. But right? that, it, it, that's true. That's true. But it's something like I say to Lachlan, though, which is something I because we are such a highly militarized country. Mm-hmm. And everything, especially I watch a lot of football, man, you know, yeah. so every other fucking commercial is like join the Marines. And he asks, right. you know, and the Internet is full of. Fortnite has like army commercials in it, dude. Yeah. I mean, Call of Duty basically is a commercial for the American Armed Forces, right? Totally. Like my my statement, which I'd like to put on my, I want to put on my uh, gravestone: America, the country that thinks it's Athens, but it's really Sparta, because that's really true. <laughs> yeah. We are not Athens. We are not some great society of thinkers. No. We're a bunch of brutes. Totally. And but but the thing I remind Lachlan is a vast majority of people in the military do not fire a weapon ever after basic training. Like they mm-hmm. are working in an office, they are support people, or they are logistics. Yeah, but isn't that or a they small are scientists? Percentage? No, that is the vast majority of the military. The oh. vast majority, like I think it's like seventy percent of active quote unquote active duty people are not engaged in any combat. But don't you have to like put in a little bit of time? You have to go through basic training. It's just basic training. Yeah. But you just think about everything. Not everybody who comes into the military, they're like, yeah, you're the fighter. No, sometimes you're the person who decides where people go. Like, you know, there's a lot that has to go. Not everybody is a grunt. Right. So it is important to remember that because I think the military wants you to think that everybody who comes into the military is some warrior. Totally. But a lot of the a lot of the look when you think about the most successful things that the American military has done, it's re it's building shit, not destroying it. It's like the Army Corps of Engineers. It's shit. Oh, yeah. It's amazing well, they have, they shit that is done. Bomb the shit out of places and then build it all up and put yeah, their but that's leaders not, in place. No, no. <laughs> Look, man, we're both liberal people, and I agree with you on that. But the truth is, is that internally, the infrastructure of the United States of America has been greatly benefited from the armed forces and from things that they've done to build roads and bridges and oh, tunnels yes, and yeah, research right. and. 
so that's what I mean is we lose um not that I'm in, in any way defending the military, but no, I'm just no, saying I hear what you're saying. That isn't that is a, something that gets lost. The thought the the loss of that knowledge leads people to think the military is something that it's not. And I think for a lot of people that are in the military, it leads to this distrust of the public now where we used to have this kind of people used to want their kid to be a doctor, a soldier, right? Oh, something like that. The soldier was on that list. Soldier is not on that fucking list anymore. There's nobody I know who wants their kid. It's a very, it's only if you were in the military, do you right. want your right. kid to go in? You're like in a club. Right. And it's, that's what it is now. It's a, like my dad was in the Marines. But when I think about all the friends, he, he was, that was like a thing that his generation did. Unless you grow up in specific areas, that's not. I think like I don't have any friends that went into the like that was the last fucking thing on their mind. Uh, I don't have no one person yeah. that I know that went into the military. Not one. I knew a couple people. I mean, I've met them now later, but right. I mean that I grew up with or was in college, right. you know, like none of them. Nobody. My buddy Dwayne went. He came from a troubled tr- childhood. He went to Iraq. He actually came home and committed suicide. Oh, jeez. That's tough, this man. This was back in when uh um, the the Iraq War first started with uh, George W. I think. Well, I think it's where you're from too. I mean, most. Oh, look. I mean, San Diego, Southern California, Camp Pendleton. There was a lot of you know. Oh. There's a lot of military recruits, and it was also right after 9/11. I think a lot ah, of people see? were signing yes. up to go and fight. I mean, I yeah. I you know, I didn't think about it. I never. I never because conflict like that and me are not very good. So I was like, I had no desire from the beginning, but I could see why some people were like standing up and wanting to do so. I mean, we were all misled that we thought that this threat was this thing, and then people were yeah, standing up. I mean, I think you'd joining. have to. I, I, I mean, I'm, if you want to be, I mean, look, dude, when 9 11 happened, I knew exactly why it happened and the history of the Afghanistan and the Soviet involvement and all that. Right. I knew all of it. Well, yeah, I was. And it, 18 19 just coming to like just learning no i'm yeah i'm not i'm not gonna i'm not trying i I don't want to uh puff my chest i'm just saying that you're you're right that there were a lot i think that america was in a lull right Mm -hmm. and the reason why is because we had quote unquote defeated the soviets right so for the 90s we had no enemy Right. right. There was no enemy. Who well, was the enemy? Desert, Desert Storm, right? Yeah, but that was that. No, I'm talking. I'm talking about um, from when, from that was the early '90s. But from when Clinton was elected, we had a little bit of that. Right, the wall came down. Then we had a little bit of Desert Storm. Right. Right. And then everybody was. And how long did Desert Storm take? It took four days. <laughs> like they were in and out. They decided well, not to go in to the main yeah. city, and so they uh, were they just ba- like always there though. What's that? Wasn't was it, we were always occupying some of that land? No, we were not. No? We were no. We had no. Oh. We were had no no in, I I, in Iraq itself. Kinda, yeah, I thought we always kind of had a foot no. in Iraq, and then Kuwait. Yes, oh, not okay. Iraq though. Okay. Yeah, Kuwait definitely, but that was why we went in because they went into because Saddam went into Kuwait. Right. And that actually has a lot more to do with Iran than it has to do with what was going and other things that are going on. But basically, long story short. We're back. We're back. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot what we were talking about. We got into some political stuff there. I got deep into it. We went down a wormhole. All I'm saying is, yes, the 90s, but there was so... You're right. A lot of people, and I think the general public, was lulled into this idea that the Cold War was over. Mm-hmm. We had easily dispatched with Saddam and the brown people. Mm-hmm. Where, you know, they weren't going to be a threat. And I can remember being in college. I can remember having conversations with my friend Arif just months before 9-11, where we were saying... I wonder when the terrorist attack's going to happen. Mm. When's the terrorist attack going to happen? And not because he knew anything, you racist people listening, just because his name's Arif. But, <laughs> <laughs> I 
But because you know, I mean, every hist- every good history teacher I ever had, America needs an enemy. And yeah. the enemy had to appear. And we obviously created the enemy, mm-hmm. Al-Qaeda. But um, people were surprised. I can see what you're saying, that how people were more taken aback and then they said hey i want to enlist like pat yeah, tillman more, type yeah, of thing it was you know like way more patriotic yeah. a lot of you saw or that we're actually going to help the people right in afghanistan right, right? like right. we're going over there to help them because what a lot of people had known about the taliban was 60 minutes had done a series about how they were killing young girls mm-hmm. and they were right ra- you know what i mean like right. and all that kind of stuff and they wanted it to be like the they would show all the you know cell phone footage when everybody's dre- like it looks like it's the 1200s but yeah. really it's you know where like you could also go into like uh visit utah you'd probably think it was the 1200s too yeah um so i think that a lot of people did think that they could help but that's what i'm saying is i try to tell lachlan look i'm very anti-war and i am anti i frankly i am anti-military i'm not pro-military in the sense that I don't think that we should glorify the military. I have respect for people who fought in World War II. I have respect for people who were drafted and fought in Vietnam. I'm a little more iffy when it comes to any battle that America had been involved in post, really post-World War II, you know what I mean? I don't, Korea was that, it wasn't really a war. We interceded in a country and because we wanted to take control from China. Like, But I also want to try to tell Lachlan that there are a lot of people and that that doesn't mean that just because someone was in the military, they're bad. Right. You know I what feel, I mean? Because they individual people. In the military, but yeah. it's like, it's the coming home from the military and flying these giant, flags pro trump don't tread on me super yeah. like in your face military but shit there's that, a lot of people who like, are dis- dude like that's it's like it sucks that you get fed so much fear that you just are constantly yes. in fear that all this stuff is going to be away and that you have to be on the attack or the yeah, defensive yeah. all the time like i feel bad for that i feel bad for kids who feel like their only option is to join the military in hopes of getting money for education and then they go have to fight some war that they don't believe in and then they get killed. I feel bad that so much of our money goes to this high-tech shit that, man, we could use that That's money so the part many that, other places. Yes, that gets like, me more angry, I have to I say. I don't yeah. like that we occupy every country in the world almost like i mean we have bases everywhere and i think that yes we might be doing good but in a lot of times we're also doing really bad we're a huge terrorist organization i it's just like it's it's like i know i know that we're not just going out babies. it's like it's some fucked up shit and it sucks and i would hope that my kids don't have to become part of that system i hope that that system could change i don't see how it can change but i do hope that it could change well you know what it's a funny thing isn't it jd because It just, America is a big snowball and we act as if things were created to serve a certain purpose when in actuality they were created to solve a particular problem and then they just stuck, Right. you know? And I think that the military, when you look at the history of the American military, That's actually really the history of the American military, which is it just kept on building and snowballing, becoming huge until you have World War Two, where that then you have the creation of this military industrial complex and the idea that the forever war keeps the economy moving. It keeps the people focused and it keeps foreign policy focused. And funnily enough, the president who probably turned their back on that in not minute, not so much. 
I mean, not money wise, but Trump in a lot of ways turned his back on that because of the way he fucking treated the actual military people like shit. All the Mm -hmm. horrible things he said about them, all the fucking the generals hated him. He did not have. I mean, I do know that we're going to hear stories and I've already read some stories that towards the end of his uh rain he wanted to start some shit Mm -hmm. but generals said no like he wanted to bomb iran and they were like no we're not going to do it he was like what do you mean i should be they're like nope we're not doing it buddy you're not actually in charge because that's another thing that if we wanted to talk about the military we could have a big conversation about how about yes about how the president is not actually the commander-in-chief of the armed forces in america and it's like we probably are our government is probably set up more like the government of Pakistan or something than uh, we want to admit where the military really has its own say mm-hmm. and the generals will overrule the president, you know, and I think in many respects that may have been an outgrowth of um, George H.W. Uh, Bush not going into Baghdad not taking Iraq, which was his decision, mm-hmm. which was against what the generals wanted to do, which is maybe the last time that happened. I, I don't know if I can remember another time when there was such a big decision made by a president like that. I mean, I guess Bush supposedly made some decisions, but I don't know if that's really true. It was probably Cheney. We got into a political discussion wow, here yeah, on the podcast. Fun. <laughs> you're like falling asleep like this was fun i'm just like i'm like wow you remember a lot of this shit and like i well i stu- this is my i mean i studied politics and uh world governments and shit i mean that's basically what i studied it wasn't my major in college but that's mostly what a lot of the classes i took and a lot of the books i've read mm-hmm. are about um I don't know world history. That's cool. I just love I love world history and world governments and different governments and societies. But the history of America too is so interesting. You know the the some of the tenets that we've. That's why I think like that's what bothered me so much about Trump is that Trump was in many respects just as American as Obama. Like the story of Obama is so American, but so is Trump, you know, like having a dad who was like, you know, like in like prostitution and running liquor and doing like, that's kind of like, well, it's like the criminal element is a huge part of of the history of the founding of this country. It's like Obama's, story like american story has a lot more uplifting music at the beginning than Trump's <laughs> does. that's like the difference between their two stories and it's also like yeah how it's being told and god and the response to the hatred like you just see how like people who laugh at systemic racism or or the role that that racial uh politics has played in american history are so ignorant because the response to Obama, man, like with Trump and all these people is just so overwhelmingly insane Yeah, to get so angry because there's a black dude that's not only president, but he's really handsome. <laughs> he's yeah. really cool. And he, oh, oh, also this, he's a fucking genius. Yeah. And he, he speaks really well. And he can play basketball. <laughs> and when he puts sunglasses on, he looks like a fucking Hollywood yeah, superstar. He's, looks, he's. You know? carries himself better than anyone. God, that killed them, man. They ki- that killed them. Yeah. Right? Sometimes I think Obama, maybe if Obama was like ugly, Trump never would have been elected. <laughs> but then Obama wouldn't have been elected either because well, this is America. Yeah, it's like only only white dudes can be ugly and elected as president. Well, I don't know. I mean, females and people of color cannot be elected to president. And not be good. Luck. I don't know, dude. Do you think I think I think that his looks that George W. Bush, his looks had a lot to do with his appeal, man. I think that he was pretty hot 
to women over 40. George W.? Yeah, yeah. I think W. was, And I think Clinton was pretty smoking to a lot of young women and a lot of women, too. I mean, we think of him as old now, but think about when, you know, I think I think they're pretty good looking. Yeah. Even Reagan was good looking, was a good looking guy, you know? I'm just saying you, you, for like white dudes can get away with it a lot more than uh, someone Maybe of a in minority. Re- in general society, yeah. yeah. Like you're going to they're going to be commented, you know, people when George Bush was being elected, it's not like, oh man, he's a really handsome You're man. right, but then when, but when Hillary Obama Clinton was killed, was going, yeah, 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 when Obama was like, well, he's a really good-looking black well, man. Look at all the women that the Republicans put up in office now. Oh they're, yeah, they're all like six-foot-tall blondes right. with fake bazungas. Right. Oh, we were going to talk about fake bazungas. Oh yeah, we talked about that. Yeah. Oh, we also wanted to talk about your idea <laughs> of having a we- of finding an old man for your son to come and hang out. Oh. With. Oh, that's yeah that's a cute one though that, that'll yeah. make me sad but yeah, we'll t- what, how long have we been chatting for we might have done a whole freaking episode we here we might have um, let's I'm see to go we're to kind of drifting here. oh it's about almost yeah, an, it's an hour, hour. Yeah, we did it let's did it. let's call it here cool. let's call it here well, so hey let's let's try to figure out how we can start recording these once a week Erica's done with school she has her finals this week and then there's a little gap before she yeah. goes back to class so maybe we can jump back on to our weekly well, or every two weeks or just a little more often I miss, I, I miss this. I am getting back into the podcast um, game with Loki is coming back. I took a little bit of a break here. I was going to fill it in by doing some one-offs. I've been wanting to do a podcast with Peter from Australia. I've been wanting to do a podcast with John Wambacher. I've been wanting to do a podcast with Andy, with Gareth, with... Uh, Elton, I wanted to do a podcast with. There's uh, oh, also Scott. There's like a, I have like a list in my mind of people I wanted to do podcasts with, but I also wanted to just spend some time with my kid and at home and just chilling by myself. So you know, sometimes so we're you have not going to record. <laughs> no, 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 we are. But now I'm getting back in oh, because okay. I took a break, yeah. I've, and I've been taking a break for like a month or so since Cap. Uh, the Captain America Falcon show ended. Uh-huh. Now Loki is coming on, uh-huh. and that that debuts uh, on my birthday, June eleventh. Oh, there you go. And then we're going to record June on uh, the thirteenth, I think, next Sunday. So that's going to get me back into gear and going. Let's do it. And um, we can get back to recording. Though in two weeks, I am taking a trip with Lachlan. You guys going camping? We're going to, we're going, I, I, I keep on wanting to say down the shore and then I can't remember what the fuck people call it here. What do they call it again? You're going to the coast. Okay. The coast. That sounds so technical. I don't know. It's just like. Technical? The coast? Yeah. I don't know. It just sounds, I don't know why. I, I can't say You could coast. say you're going to the, the coast. The See, coast. here's the problem. It's like. The coast. The beach is known as like going to the river. No, not the beach. The lake, I would never say the, the beach. beach. I would say the shore. I'm from Jersey, dude. It's called the Jersey show. Do you think the TV show is, listen, no matter where you are in New Jersey, you say, where are you going? I'm going down the shore. Even if it's up, even if it's west or east, you always say you're going down the shore. It could be down the block. Hey, it doesn't matter what you say. It doesn't mean it's right. (laughs) But I know, but I'm from New Jersey. Just because you're saying it doesn't mean it's right. Going wait, to the fucking beach. Wait a second. Do you mean that if I repeat something over and over again, it doesn't become the truth? That is not true. Anyway, we're going to the coast because we are going to meet up with Jenny of the DVR Podcast Network fame, our friend Jenny, and we're going to hang out with her. And we invited you guys to come. Yep. But we still might want you to come. Okay. For maybe a night. We'll Maybe, talk about we'll figure, it. We'll try to figure that out. We'll talk you, about when it. you when you sent it to me, it was just like not a time where I could pull the trigger on that event, but things have kind of calmed down and maybe we can make it work. Dude, we already reserved it, so you don't got to pay anything. We'll invite you. But I just want to check with Jenny when she cuz we're only going to be there two nights and I want to have one night where it's just me and Lachlan. Mm. So I want to see if maybe we have a night when Jenny's coming, you guys come too, and we all hang out. Oh, okay. Because Jenny's a blast, and I think she would love you, and I think that we could all kind of have fun too, and it would be more of an integration 
of the kids too. You know, mm-hmm. we could get some beers, have a barbecue or something. You know what I mean? And there's three bedrooms, dude, and one of the rooms has a bunk bed. So wait, so I'd have to sleep with my kids? No, I, I don't know. I you could what do you, I know? I think that. Well, I don't know if Jenny's staying over. Maybe I she am not going on vacation and sleeping with my kids. <laughs> you, got, you got so serious. I was like defending. I got scared for a second. I was like, wait. I was like, I looked at him and I was like, you got really mad. What if should I, I wake, say? If I wake up and those kids are in my fucking I was bedroom, trying to figure out if you were so true pissed. or not. No, I mean, dude, it's a, like a beach house. It's right by the ocean. Oh, it's a beach house? Yeah. You don't call it a shore house? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. Are you we're, going to the shore we're house? the podcast. <laughs> this podcast is fucking over. I got to go down the shore anyway. Yeah. All right. Hey, send us an email. Yes. To not so rad dads at gmail.com. And we're going to make a date with Andy because I really do want to talk yes, about Yes, I do too. That is, I think that'd be a, a fun show. He's got stories, man. And that is a life that I really, I'm telling you, if there's one other thing I would do is, is I, I, man, I really, I, I get jealous. He shows me pictures on that farm and I'm like, that's a beautiful life. But then I think about the fact that, that that's actual, like you have to move your body and not it's just like think about yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'm like, that's a lot. Send me some more pictures. Yeah, come, come put your fingers in my, uh, my garden beds down the street and see how well you do. I got to smoke weed and build Legos in Portland, right. but send me pictures. There no, it's, go. it's absolutely gorgeous. It's a whole different life too. Yeah. He was, ta- he, I had a Lego welders. Uh, there's a little Lego welding helmet and he had a welding helmet that looked like that. And then he was telling me that he welds. I was like, because when you're living on a farm, you have to be able to do yeah, everything. Yeah. That's what's so cool. Like that uh, really attracts it's me. It's because you don't have neighbors for like two or three states. Yeah, it's like an art. It's like, it's yeah. being an art. It's really being an artist. That's mm-hmm. how I think about it. You know what I mean? Like, and the canvas is the farm, mm-hmm. you know, like you're producing something, you know, mm-hmm. I really think it's awesome. All yeah, right. My farm's very minimal. I, I'm getting, <laughs> dude. Your farm's amazing. It's getting good. It is actually. Getting I good. can't believe how much food has grown yeah. in the front of your yard in like a month or two. Yeah, it's someone's amazing. like, "Man, you're putting in a lot of hard work," and I was like, "Yeah, I've just been watering. Yes. The sun's been doing the work." Well, you don't need to do anything out here, dude. You just yeah. put some water, and it'll grow. All right, let's end this motherfucker. All right, hey, thanks for listening. Yeah. We're stoked to be back here. Remember, send us an email at the number two, not so rad dad. Yeah. And we got a sponsor, Studio Headphones. They didn't send us the, um, I, I still have to get the copy from them, but we're going to give them a free shout out. The, I can't hear you. I got one. these shitty headphones on. What's coming? You got to get some new Studio Headphones, Ooh. pal. Yeah, baby. And you will have them soon. All right. Peace All right. out, everybody. Peace.